are listening to Afternoon Tea Radio with your favorite host, Maria Jordan. And your boy, Karis Jordan. And we are sipping tea while spilling tea. Happy Thursday, family. You are listening to Afternoon Tea Radio with your favorite host, Maria Jordan, and your boy, Karis Jordan. And today we are sipping tea while spilling tea with actress from Basketball Wives LA and model from British Vogue, Nia Dorsey. So we are excited to speak with her today um, and get the tea on Basketball Wives LA. Yes, yes, yes. But before we get into all that, we got to talk today's tea. As you guys know it is Women's History Month and we are celebrating amazing women who have influenced the culture who have changed lives who have made their mark and who have made a lot of us the women that we are today and some the men let's not get it twisted women are influencing men these days too <laughs> yes yeah, so today um, we are celebrating my forever first lady Michelle Obama yes Mrs. Obama was the first African-American woman to serve the position of First Lady of the United States from 2009 to 2017. And she did so, if I might say, with much class and much grace. Um, I just love Michelle Obama. I was able to read her book, Becoming. It is just full of insight. Um, And she just talks about it all. And I just love her. I love her energy. And um, her union, her union um, has been dope. She uh, is married to the 44th president of the United States and my forever president, (laughs) President Barack Obama. Yeah, so uh, some fun facts about our first lady, our floatist, I mean... Our previous floatus, you know. But anyway, oh yeah, our floatus. Right, she gonna just be my floatus, okay? <laughs> um, she asked her brother to play one-on-one with uh Barack and basketball to see if she was if he was a fit suitor. So after the game, her brother reported um, he had passed the test with definitive thumbs up on his playing and his character. So that's good. If you guys did not know, uh, President Barack Obama can ball. So he played her brother and that was kind of the, is he good? He got good character and he got a thumbs up. So that's cool. Another fun fact, um, she left her six-figure job as a corporate lawyer for a career in public service. Um, I find that to be awesome. She just had this thing for um, helping people and for putting into people. And she risked it all in order to do that. And I love that about her. She was a go-getter and she believed in what she believed in. She said what she said. (laughs) And she made moves for that. She sacrificed a lot for her family. um, But she still wanted to give back to people. So I absolutely love that about um, Michelle. She also is one of the first... Uh, first ladies with a graduate degree. Actually, she's one of three. Let me be clear. She's one of three first ladies with a graduate degree joining Hillary Clinton and Laura Bush. Um, So shout out to uh, Miss Michelle, Mrs. Michelle Obama for 
being a, a Harvard graduate <laughs> and having her graduate degree, uh, she always was a boss and smart. I can only imagine her and her husband's conversations. Ain't nothing like when your wife can uh, give you some advice and, you know, running the country. Hey, you know. <laughs> Another fun fact. And I thought this was really cool. She ties Eleanor Roosevelt as the tallest first lady at 5'11". So go ahead, Michelle. Tall, black, and beautiful, baby. That's how we do. (laughs) I love, love, love Michelle Obama. And um, I am happy to celebrate her today on Women's History. Shoot, for Women's History Month. Not just today. I kind of celebrate her all the time. She's definitely been influential in my life and who I am as a woman. Um, I just love her grace. I really do. I love her style. She's very classy and very classic, a classic beauty. And um, she even when she was in her position, she actually um, would wear like designers and she would wear um, like uh, more affordable brands and mix it up. I just love her whole concept. She was dope. And we also got to talk about another woman to celebrate, um, Duchess Meghan Markle, or Markle, excuse me, wife of Prince Harry. <laughs> Uh, for her courage and strength to speak up about her experience with the royal family in an interview with Oprah Winfrey. Um, Megan discussed her struggles with mental health and postpartum depression and feeling like she didn't want to live anymore. And let me tell you, that is a lot to admit. Um, And just to be vulnerable with the people and let them know where she was. Um, She felt trapped. Um, She pleaded for help and didn't receive any. And she also discussed the conversations Um, That took place about her son Archie's skin tone and not letting his birthright title um, not he wasn't going to get a title, nor was he going to have any security. So that was a lot. That was deep to me. And um, she was vulnerable and her husband was right beside her supporting her. And they don't even know they don't even they could come over here and, and be real famous and real successful. So. Um, I just appreciate her honesty. I appreciate her being vulnerable and being um, open um, because there's a lot of people in these situations, um, not exactly the same, of course, with the royal family, but suffering from depression and suffering from postpartum. And it takes a lot for a woman to be open about those things. So, yes, that is today's tea. And now we're going to get into this interview. I am so excited to have Nia Dorsey in the building. <laughs> Welcome, Nia. How are you doing? Nia, are you on? Oh, she's not on yet. Okay, okay. We're going to wait for her to call back in. Um, yes, yeah, so we are ready to speak with our uh, wonderful guest. But until we get into that, hey, boo, hey. How you doing? You look good. So do you. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, how do you feel about the um, the conversation that uh, the Dutch and Duchess had with Oprah Winfrey? Um, I didn't see too much of it, but um, I mean, I mean, I don't know. You know, she uh, she spoke her truth, I guess, and um, her husband was right there. So um, I'm pretty sure if uh, she said something that wasn't true about his family, I'm pretty sure he probably would have stepped in the way and 
said what was true or false. So yeah, but he stood there and stood uh, stood by his woman. So. Yeah, I think after um, the conversation or the interview, um, Prince William called uh, basically rebuttaled like, oh, my my um, family isn't racist. And, you know, I I mean, mean, isn't he next next in line? Right. No, his father didn't him. Right. I don't know. But this is what I do know. Honey, ain't nobody surprised. We just surprised that it was said out loud. So, <laughs> sorry. I'm not surprised that this black woman joining this royal family, which has never happened before, mm-hmm. is get, was treated a certain type of way. I mean, are y'all really surprised? Now, some of it is a little extreme, you know, in regards to um, her, you know, their 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 son's scared of his his well how how dark is he gonna get you know they were nervous about that and then saying i mean at the end of the day this is this conversation is because of a skin tone because of her being black like this isn't this is crazy but i'm not surprised it's the same thing that happens here and people don't want to discuss it and they don't want to admit the same type of racism that happens in america Oh, and everyone knows that across the world. A it's the of, same um, thing. A lot of journalists over there in British didn't believe her, correct? I'm correct. Um, I what I've gathered, I'm not sure, you know, who who believed her and who didn't, but what I gathered, it's a country that don't like to speak on. You know how it's kinda like, okay, you know, what I'll say is there's a lot of white folks who would prefer not to discuss racism it's like ignorance is bliss i don't want to know the details of it you Mm -hmm. know what i mean because then that makes you accountable Mm -hmm. and i think that is what the case is like no one wants to be held accountable for um for what go like it it was what happens in my home should stay in my home why are you discussing this to the world type of thing but she's talking about feeling trapped even prince um harry said that they are they were trapped in the in in like they locked her in a room and took her phone and took her things and said, you can't be in the media. You can't go back to America. You need to sit still because it don't look good on, on the royal family. Mm. What? Baby, you is not about to lock me up like that. But again, I'm not that surprised. I'm not. I don't. I mean, they did the same thing to Princess Diana, correct? Exactly. And I guess a lot of that is the issue it's like this and 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 you know what let me just say this we all knew that prince harry was was for the for the people (laughs) we always knew he was for the people we had a little little extra swag to him that we were like you know what you like your mama (laughs) (laughs) but i love him I, i i love um that he you know their union their union. I love that. You know, at the end of the day, he love his wife and his wife love him and they support one another and they're making it happen. He said that they cut him off two years ago from funds. The only reason they're able to do anything right now is because of what his um, his mother left him. Mm. They cut them off financially. They're barely speaking to them. Told them that they ch- didn't offer them any security in the United States. What? I mean, well, and the, yeah, go ahead, baby. I'm sorry. I mean, now that they uh, they has been expo- exposed, 
you know, it's going to be uh, a lot of questions. And, uh-huh. of course, there's going to be a lot of denial. Yep. And there was a rebuttal. The queen rebuttaled. And she said she had, you know, no clue. And yeah, right. come on, listen, <laughs> it's okay. Accountability. That's all I got to say. Accountability. But we, we praise you and we um, give you uh, much celebration today. Um Duchess Megan, because you done got <laughs> yourself up in there, girl. You look good. You can go and do whatever you need to do, and you can still have a successful career here in the U.S. of A. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. <laughs> and your baby shade, and that's gonna be a beautiful baby. I'm hoping this new baby come out real olive skin, honey, with some curly hair. Is she pregnant? Yes. Okay. okay. Okay, but yes. Um, we're gonna get into this interview. We have from Basketball Wives LA and model from British Vogue, Nia Dorsey. What's up, girl? Hello, hello, hello. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I am awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. Girl, you are looking lovely in these pictures. Let me just tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> you Thank are so you. beautiful. Um, yeah. So where are you originally from? I'm originally from Memphis, Tennessee. Nice. Nice. So you are, where do you reside now? I'm I'm in Memphis, Tennessee right now. Um, I was in L.A., but when, you know, Corona wanted to show up, I just came on to Memphis. I know that's and- right. Go back to the family, right? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. So was it an easy or hard decision for you to join the cast of Basketball Wives L.A.? Um, it was, e- well, I would say it was kind of a little, it was easy, a little hard because, mm-hmm. you know, um, you got to open up and open up to the public and tell yeah. your story and stuff, but it was kind of easy. Okay. Well, that's good. I know with reality TV, it gives, sometimes it has this neg- negative stereotype. And sometimes I be feeling like they be flipping y'all stories, like just not telling <laughs> the whole bigger picture of everything. Uh-huh, <laughs> and uh-huh. and that be making me nervous for my queens, my black queens. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but um, it could, it could, it could go that route. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So let me ask you, uh, what was your best experience on set so far? Um, my best experience, um, uh, I, I guess just being there. Period. Um, mm. um, I just like working. And I feel that just being there, and you know, production. Everybody was so laid back, cool, and fun. Um, just being there, period, and just the whole experience, especially this season, um, being in the house in the beginning, mm-hmm. um, yeah. when we were filming before Corona took over, um, it, we weren't in the house and we were able to move around, but um, just being in the house is pretty cool to me. Yeah, I love that. So is there a certain way you would like to be perceived on the show? Like, do you feel like, okay, this is the image that I want to come uh, um, give uh, give to the people? Um, just, you know, that, um, I'm educated, I'm about my business, and I, um, I'm lovable, but I'm also, you know, don't go there with me. Yeah, don't try me. (laughs) Try Jesus. (laughs) I I don't, I don't ever want to come as though I'm trying to start something. Yeah. Because in real life, that's not me. But if it comes my way, I I can handle it. You can address it. Mm -hmm. And that's real. That's definitely real. So, so... Like, what career did you want to do as a kid? Was this something that you always wanted to do, or was some other aspirations um, you had? I would say um, exactly what I am doing. Um, 
model and I wanted to be a rapper. Nice. At one point in my li- life, you know. Oh, um, so you got bars. <laughs> <laughs> but I know I always wanted to be in the spotlight. Yeah. I always wanted to do do movies and stuff. Well, boo, you have the face for it. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So tell us about your businesses. You're also an entrepreneur. You have Sweet yes. Addiction and Coconut Swim. So tell us a little bit about that. Okay, so um, Sweet Addiction um, is something. It's a, it, I make cheesecakes. Um, I started making those at the age of 13. Really? Um, my grandmother taught me the recipe. And I would sell them to my um, peers in high school. And then when I got in college, I started selling to the public. Wow. And then um, as I started doing my career, because I wanted to get out there more and get my um, business known, I knew I had to get my name known. So I started taking them on sets and stuff like that when I was out of town, making orders for other people. And and then with Coconut Swim, I started that back in, I think I made my first one too, like 2000 and... Oh, nice. I used to hand sew them, but I kind of got burnt out doing that. So I started doing wholesale and I started that ever since 2015. So you're a natural hustler. Like, if you you listen, (laughs) is that something that you've got? Was there, you know, as a, was there someone who inspired you to do that? Or like, is that known in your family or? Um, I think I just got the hustler mentality from my father, mm-hmm. but um, and to influence me to do that, um, I just always wanted to do those things. So I just always, since I was little, I was always like making things and hand sewing or whatever. So it was just something I've always wanted to be was a designer in a way. Oh, I love that. Okay. Nice. So what has been like your biggest challenge in your career so far? Um, I would say the biggest challenge was, you know, like, I'm, I, I'm, I'm the type of person, like, I always go out of my way if I have to make it happen myself, reaching out or whatever. And I would say that that is something that I, you know, I kind of tired, you know, get tired of doing yeah. and or the timing of things or, you know, delay of things. And you might want it done right now, but you're waiting or whatever the case is. But, you know, things just happen at the perfect time it's supposed to. But that was the, that was kind of a, uh, like, um, okay, is this going to happen? I want to meet the right people, you know. Yeah. As you're going, you will run into people. And it can discourage you to where you might go, I'm tired of this. Um, Dealing with different people that aren't. You know, some of them aren't the right ones to um, deal with. But you have to wean them out. And if you really want something, you just keep fighting. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And really being able to distinguish who for you and who not for you. Um, yeah. That's a huge thing, especially when you're hustling and trying to accomplish thinking things on your own. Um, one of the things I've learned for real is like a, having a support system and, and trying to build a team. And you can't do it all yourself. Girl, that, yeah. that that is a lesson me and my husband still trying to learn. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, you know what I mean? And just really weeding out people who aren't serving you. 
and, yeah. really, and really understanding that, you know, sometimes people are in your life for a season, like just because, you know, sometimes it's, it's not that no more. And that's OK. It's and OK it's to crazy. move on. I just said that last night. And, mm-hmm. and that's the thing that we have to accept. People here for a season, you know, as long as we learn the lesson. And yeah. And then also knowing sometimes it's not about what they can do for you, but what you did for them. I think we yeah. so much always on this note of, OK, what what am I getting? What did I learn? What am I getting out of this relationship? But sometimes you're there for them and to teach yeah. them something. And, yeah. um, you know what I mean? So let me ask yeah, you this. It's true. Let me ask you this. Like, how do you know when to wing these people away from you? Like, how do you know yeah, when to step question. away and be like, you know what? This is enough. I can't deal with the situation. I grew apart from your body, these particular people. Always, if we pay attention, it speaks to us and it, and it rejects people. Mm. And it's the energy you feel. So if you're constantly feeling withdrawal or you're feeling negative energy, that says a lot. And a lot of times we constantly keep forcing and it just isn't working. That's uh, that's real. And that's a lot of people don't don't they're not in tuned with themselves in that way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't um, realize the power of like intuition and what that means. And like if something don't feel right, walk away. And usually mm-hmm. you can feel it. Were you always like in tune with that or is that something that kind of, as you got older, you kind of, how did you learn about that? Because a lot of, I mean, it's not really discussed in the, especially in black communities, mm-hmm. um, about, you know, intuition and feeling energy. How did you get into that? Um, I would say my intuition has always spoke to me as a child. Mm-hmm. Um, whether I, I've always, my, my, my body has always told me about people, period. Um, growing up, you know, I always, if someone's energy was off, I acted a certain way. And a lot of times I got in trouble. Um, mm. So when you don't know anybody, you might think like you're tripping or whatever. But I just always, it's, I've always been knowing stuff. And I started being more in tune, I say, as I got, oh, well, high school, like, even when I was dating, my, um, I've always was knowing everything and mm. my, I didn't know when my body was rejecting something, but I started paying attention as I was getting older. And even like now, it's like I'm really paying attention even more. Like, look, when you feel this way, go ahead and remove it because it comes with friends, mm. anyone. That's deep. Remove it because of, and believe people the first time because it's always, they're going to always show you again what they showed you the first time. Yeah. So if you would have had would have went ahead and nipped that in the bud, then you wouldn't have to suffer later from the same thing. I, do you? Well, let me ask you that. With that note, on that note, do you believe in like forgiveness and people growing out of it and being able to move forward with somebody? Um, I do believe in forgiveness, but I'm starting to feel. I don't know about the growing out because I feel like that has to come with somebody willing to want to do that on their own and sometimes consequences help people to see and want to do that but if people don't have those consequences they're comfortable 
Mm-hmm. So they might just keep riding with their riding with they what they are, you know. I feel you. Yes. No, I get that completely. It's kind of like, okay, yeah, you can't just want to change because you hurt me. You gotta want to change because <laughs> it makes sense yeah. for your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah, I, I, I see where you're coming from. Um, so, have you faced any stereotypes like growing up that you actually had to overcome? Um, yes. Um, and I still feel like I have a lot of those. Mm. And that's a lot of things that I think kind of hurt my feelings. Um, I would say growing up, of course, I, I was a tomboy. But for some reason, I don't know why I was perceived to possibly be fast. Uh, or going it's because you're pretty. A lot of things predicted. Um, eventually, when I did start dating, like I, was, I think I was predicted like I would probably have a child early or whatever, which I end up having a child early but um i would just say it was always proving like whether i was smart or whether i wasn't you know bad or you Mm -hmm. know um, know, just always that constantly so when i had a child early i guess people really thought i wasn't going to go to school or finish high school and all and i did all of that and i went to college and i graduated and and i always had to live up to, to be like this person, I was like, no, I don't want to be that. I want to be who I'm, I am. I've always been kind of, in a sense, not re- rebellious, you could say. Mm-hmm. Because I've always known what I wanted. Yeah. I didn't want to go to someone else's beat of their drum. So, um, even now, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a, a beautiful woman. I have a nice body. And I'm in a society where, you know, you see on Instagram what is popular. Yeah. So I might be looked at as though because I model and I'm in around certain things that I might have the same energy as other people. And I don't really like that because I'm a very genuine person and mm-hmm. I don't, I, I love to be around people for them. Yeah. And you sometimes can get stereotyped just off of a look. That's so true. And I think a lot of attractive women deal with that like this whole concept that you're pretty so you're fast I know as a black woman growing up even when I was little and mind you I wasn't even into boys and stuff like that and they would joke around and call me like oh you little slut or something like that and it's older kids and they're joking but I, I didn't even know what the word was you know what I mean so it didn't make a big deal to me but as an adult I look at it and I'm like whoa that was out of line and what you yeah. do is is you speak into children you don't uh-huh. call them stuff like that you don't speak like that even if it's a joke just because they're attractive and what it, it, it end up being is people's insecurities of some way it's like they're intimidated by you Yeah, you know that now and because, you know, I, I think I heard that I was, oh, she's going to have, she'll probably have a child by such and such age. And when I heard that, I was always like. That's crazy. Like, I'm never going to, I'm never going to do this because I don't, I don't, that could happen. This is going to happen to me at this age. So I remember really getting past that age and it happened exactly the next year after that age. Wow. In, in a small situation. And, you know, you, you're young, your first boyfriend, you've been with, I was with him for like three years before that happened, but. It was, you know, something that I just never believed what happened to me. And then when it happened, it was just like, wow, what they said really did happen. 
But you know what? I feel like that's speaking into you, you know. The reality yeah. is that, you know, you have all these teenagers and children and, you know, I would say teenagers who are sexually active, right? And the difference is, is you got pregnant and they didn't. It wasn't that you were in this person yeah. who, who was doing something different than everybody else. All the time. Like, I was doing the same thing y'all was doing. I just, it just, you know, mine showed up and y'all didn't. Y'all got, you know. Exactly. And, you know, and I think that um, that shaming is, is unfortunate because, one, it doesn't define who you are and what you're capable of. But we have to do better as a community teaching, you know, um, how you speak into people and speak into yeah. children. You yeah. know what I mean? Children, we carry that. We, we listen to those words. And that is like a, 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 a raining cloud. And yeah. the whole, your whole life, you're hearing those words, you're repeating those words to yourself. No. Mm, girl, yes. All right, y'all. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back with Miss Nia Dorsey and we're going to talk some more. Talk, y'all. Stay tuned. Peace and blessings. It's Jay Morris and I'm rocking with the Afternoon Tea. What's up, people? This is Zimzon speaking. You're listening to Afternoon Tea. Stay tuned. Hey, everyone. It's Attorney Jazz of Jazz Talks Law and I am here with the Afternoon Tea Radio. March is Women's History Month and we'll be celebrating contributions to history, culture, and society all month long. In 1939, world-renowned singer Marian Anderson was denied permission to perform at a concert at Washington, D.C.'s Constitution Hall due to a whites-only policy. With the help of President Franklin Roosevelt and First Lady Eleanor Roosevelt, an open-air concert was arranged on Easter Sunday, 1939, on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial. 75,000 attended the concert, with millions listening around the country on the radio. Stay tuned right here on The Real 1100 as we continue to celebrate women throughout March. Have you been looking for a radio station that gives you sports? I don't believe it! It's a touchdown! Entertainment? Are you not entertained? And other special interest talk shows? Well, isn't that special? All on one app? Yo, that's dope. What app is that? It's the real 1100 AM app for WWE. Grab it for free in your Google Play or Apple App Store today. Hey, everybody, it's Jay Nash, creator of Girl Power Hour Radio. I am right here on Afternoon Tea Radio Atlanta. Hey, this is China Bethy with Rich University, and I'm on Afternoon Tea with Maria and Karis Jordan. What's up? It's Marnetta Shaw, and I am on the radio with the Afternoon Tea. Take a sip. Sometimes I wish you knew, but I disguise the truth. I say I'm happy, but I'm still stuck on us. Mm -mm -mm. Does your mind play this game too? Think about me and you. I guess I'll just pretend until it all makes sense. Mm -mm -mm -mm. See you face to face, I'm thinking about the days we used to be. But I can't make a scene 
But I can't make it seem See you face to face I'm thinking about the days we used to be But I can't make it seem But I can't make it seem Like I want you Even if it's true is overdue Tell me your point of view Tell me am I to blame You're so good with change mm -hmm. A table set for two You got me waiting but you ain't coming through Try to stay patient but gotta face the truth mm -hmm. ooh, ooh, ah. See you face to face I'm face thinking about the days we used to be Thinking about the day But I can't make a scene But I can't make a scene See you face to face I'm thinking about the days we used to be But I can't make a scene But I can't make a scene Like I want you You Even if it's indie artist of the week give you like i want you that has been my jam i've been jamming to that thing uh for the last couple of weeks actually so i thought i'd give y'all a little taste i hope you enjoyed it um like i want you all right y'all so we are lucky to be speaking to actress from basketball wives la and model from british vogue nia dorsey how are you hello well, thank you so much again for joining us. Um, and you were speaking some stuff the first segment. I hope you guys were able to hear that. Um, so what do you want to do that you haven't done as of yet? Um, I've done a little small, briefly, little acting, but I would love to get more into acting. Yeah. Okay. So, so what's your dream role? Um, just to be in a movie, it could be, I don't know, I, I, I could do, um, I could do any type of movie where, whether it's, you know, like, 
Uh, well, I've done I've done a screenplay before, and I was um, I was getting I was in an abusive relationship, and I had to do a lot of crying and things like that. Mm. And I just feel like just being able to be able to express all of like what I can do, whether it's a you know, it could be anything. It could be um, a comedy movie. It could just it could just be. I just would like to touch all types. So. Nice. If I can just express what I can bring to the table with acting, I would be. I would love to do that. Nice. So if so, if you had a choice, speaking about that, so if you had a choice, um, and you had a movie, and uh, if it was up to you, it's your dream role. Who would you want to uh, uh, act in, act with? Whether it's an actor or actress, like who's your favorite that you would love to have a role with? I would say Idris Elba. Like, okay. I, I, would, I know whatever movie he's going to be in, it's going to be lit. So. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Okay, that's so all right, Idris, you heard it. Make it happen. <laughs> all right. So what do you want to get out of your experience on Basketball Wives? Um, Just, you know, to continue to take my career to the top. Um, Just and get into those doors that I wasn't able to to um get into yeah um, and to just you know get in better positions you know we always um using things as stepping stones but i want to touch those places you know that will be very beneficial to my career yeah and just keep going to strive to the top even more okay i love okay. that so you were on british road like when did you get um start modeling um, I started modeling, I would say, um, 2010. Okay. And then I started really taking it serious um, where I was really doing, like, print work. I would say 2015. So how, how do you, how should I say, how do you separate the modeling that you do, like, when you... You actually did editorials and everything else. And then this whole form of what they say, Instagram model comes. Like, how do you separate yourself from, how should I say, I guess, being a real model, then not being labeled as an Instagram model? I would say um, just, I always just wanted to be legit. Like, you know, I just wanted to be published mm. and, you know, do a lot of gigs um, where, you know, uh, all my gigs paid and, you know, a lot of times people can just, you know, Instagram models just have their stuff on Instagram. Yeah. And uh, a lot of my stuff is, well, really all of my stuff is off outside of Instagram. Yeah. So I just wanted to make sure all of my stuff made sense and I was taken more seriously. No, I feel that completely. Now, let me ask you this. As a single, you're single, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so as a single woman and you're on this particular show, do you plan to date like an athlete ultimately? Is that something that you would prefer? Um, I, 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 I've dated athletes. Okay. Um, it's kind of, since I was like young, always. Um, a lot of, that just really comes my way. Um, okay. Of course, I turned them down, but you know, <laughs> some are consistent, but um. And I've also dated entrepreneurs. So, to me, um, I just would want to date somebody that just has the right vibe. Um, It doesn't matter um, what they do. 
long as they're they, they whatever you do, long as you're very ambitious. Yeah. Uh, no, I feel that. Yeah, that I can learn from you is just what I would desire. Nice. So, what would you say has been your biggest accomplishment so far? Um, my biggest accomplishment so far, I would say, you know, getting to this show because um, I've done a lot of stuff, but yeah. this was always the ultimate goal. TV, okay. So, so like to get on TV, period, or to get on a reality show? Re- well, I've I've been on TV, mm-hmm. but to be on a show where I am able to be me. Okay, ah, okay, okay. I love that. All right, and for people to be able to see you for who you are, yeah. and be able to get paid to actually be myself instead of acting or being in a video or whatever. No. Actually, be so I get people. That. I get that. Okay. So with that, you know, and with your experience, um, have you created new relationships um, since you've been on the show or friendships with some of the other girls? Yes, I actually have. um, By me filming, um, everyone uh, was lovely, Mm -hmm. but I I was closer to um, Jackie and Jen. I'm more closer to Jackie, but those two um, I spent a lot more time with. And built a different bond, and I love their energy. We had lots of fun, and they were super cool to be around. Okay, that's dope. So, so let me ask you this: so, let's say fans is on the show, and sometimes uh, the female, like y'all, might have a, a a problem or a little argument on the show. Is it show purposes, or do y'all actually will have a a, a, a real life beef? Or was it just real. Oh, it was real life. Okay. <laughs> she okay. said real life. <laughs> said, okay. That was quick, man. Yeah, Because <laughs> you know, it's, 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 you have. You so know, there's no script? Yeah, you know, it's some scripted stuff, and then you'll see the people actually out to lunch together. No, I mean, I probably would mind it to be that way, but it doesn't be that way. So, you mm. know. Okay. <laughs> so are you and your sister really close? Yeah, we are really close. We're very different. We're night and day, um, <laughs> but we are really close. What would you say is the biggest difference between the two of you? Um, for one, would be height. <laughs> <laughs> um, just different things that well, you know, we just you know we have a lot of the same things that are similar, like we like, but we we want different things out of life. Yeah. Like, I don't think she wants to. She wouldn't mind dibbling and dabbling some of the things that I've done, but I don't think that it, she wants that to be who she is. Okay. Okay. So, I know earlier you said something um, that you wanted to, like, I guess, be a rapper or something like that. Do you plan on ever getting back into that? It's always something. Um, I, I did plan on wanting to do that, but then, you know, when everybody jumped on. Wanting to be a rapper. I just sometimes I'm like, I don't want to do what everybody's doing. I don't want to do, like, I get scared sometimes. Like, I, I just, I just, I'm just like, the, even with modeling, like, I stuck with that because yeah. that's what I started. But it's just something about when everybody's doing something, I don't want to do it. And I rather wait till it dies down. So, you know, I, 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 I still be thinking, like, I'm going to get in the studio one day I'm, and I'm going to, I'm going to play around. And I'm going to see. 
You got and what to. I do is I know one day I'm possibly going to get in there and play around and see. And if it comes out good, I never know what I might do. <laughs> you know, I might bless y'all with a little bit. So, so musically, <laughs> uh, let's see, your style, what type of style musically uh, would you uh, say yours is? I like all. Uh, I like anything that sounds good, and I don't matter. It doesn't matter what type of style. If it sounds good, I like it. Um, that's one thing me and my sister have in common is the ear for music. Okay. Um, we love really good music. Um, I love like to express myself through music. So um, I'm really good at that. At one point, I was even helping people with their career, and I wanted to be an AR on that, but. Um, it's just something that I just I just love. I'm out, even with artists like I'm around artists all the time, um, and I just love just being around and watching the experience. Yeah. So, who's your favorite artist? Um, I I love J Cole. Okay. Nice, nice. Okay. That's my man. That's yeah. nice. He paints a story. And I just like to sit there and you know paint the picture with him. I like that. That's dope. Do, so do you have a go ahead, baby. Do you, do you have a uh, a favorite female artist or just period J. Cole is just your favorite artist? Favorite female artist? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, back then it used to be Beyonce. Okay. Um, but um, right now, I don't really, I don't really, I'm real picky, you know, and a lot of people sound good to me. And a lot of them are like in the same category. So nobody has really stood out to me to like pick one. That's, that's very true though. Yeah. Say that again. Like, they kind of all in the same category because they kind of a lot of people sound the same right now. So yeah. it's, it's hard to depict who's your best when they all actually kind of sound alike. So I get what she's saying. Mm. Well, <laughs> I don't agree with y'all. <laughs> I can love me some Janae Aiko right now. Some of her. Yeah, I love. Then I got Summer Walker. Then I got Scissor. Then I got Ella May. Then don't I talk got about that Jasmine, honey. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. So it's mm. like I don't know which one I pick up the other. I got you. I feel you. I feel you. Okay, okay. Well, I'm excited for that. I would say, I would suggest that you go ahead and get in that studio, girl. Because what you could bring to the world, no matter how many other people is doing it, is ain't going to be like you, Nia. It's not going to yeah. be Nia's sound. It's not yeah. going to be Nia thing. I think you should go in there because I'm excited about it. And I'm feeling like you need to go in there and drop those bars. Not especially if you're saying that uh, your favorite artist like, is J. Cole and you like the storytelling of yeah. it. Yeah. You got to realize that. There's no female artist out right now that's actually really, doing really storytelling or really, you know, is a is a certain yeah, tone a that they're going for. And then they just yeah, especially especially on like a mainstream level. There's underground uh, female artists doing that. But like on a mainstream level with the type of publicity you'll get right now, I think it would be dope. And you cute, girl. I think it'd be dope. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I love that. Um, so, do you have anything else coming up that you want to let the listeners know? Well, all I can say is to follow me on Instagram at N I A D O R S E Y. And everything that I have coming up, I will always keep you guys posted on there love to that. let you guys know. So, that's. That's the way I, when I have things coming up, I always let people know that way. Um, I try to keep a little secretive narrative sometimes until, you know, I believe once it starts happening, yeah, you know, 
Okay, I feel that. So hold on, I gotta ask you about this cheesecake now because I love me some cheesecake. Can I <laughs> do do can I order it online or how does that work? Um, I was doing online. Um, I'm gonna start back because I'm looking for better packaging. Okay, I'm gonna start doing that way. But a lot of times people, you know, order from where I'm at or if I'm in the city, um, they get their orders that way. But until we find better packaging, we will start back shipping. Okay. I love that because I can't wait to taste it. I saw Jackie taste. She was like, "Oh, this is good." <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna need me some of that. <laughs> What's your favorite kind? Well, before I found out that I was allergic to tree nuts, Ooh. I used to love um, doing pecans, caramel, and strawberry. Mm. That was something I love to do. That sounds now, amazing. Can't do tr- no tree nuts anymore, so I would just say strawberry. Okay. I love it. So how can everybody um, get in touch with you and stay in touch with you? Um, You can follow me on Instagram at N-I-A-D-O-R-S-E-Y. And, you know, I have a DM. I have an email button you can push. And you can talk to me or you can, you know, just keep just follow me and I'll just keep things posted for you guys to see. So, So when people talk to you, you talk back? Or you yeah, pick I, I and choose. I'm, okay. I'm that boo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I be ignoring y'all. I'm playing. I'm playing. <laughs> I got you. I talk back I'm, too, I'm, girl. I'm a little weird, you know. Yeah, I I know. Be like, it depends on your tone and your energy. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or maybe what they might say to you. Mm-hmm. So I get what you're saying. All right. Well, girl, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for sharing so much. We Definitely. appreciate you. You've been awesome. Yeah. And yeah, make sure you keep, uh, next thing you got going on, let us know so we can have you back on. All righty. And I appreciate you guys for having me. Thank All you. right. Stay blessed. Okay. So today's quote of the day is uh, when you worked hard, when you worked hard and done well and walked through that doorway of opportunity, you do not slam it shut behind you you reach back and you give other folks the same chances that help you succeed right, that was good one. let me say this one more time say it with much more passion <laughs> <laughs> when you've worked hard and done well and walked through that doorway of opportunity you do not slam it shut behind you you reach back and you give other folks the same chances that help you succeed that's by the wonderful Michelle Obama. Yes, my forever first lady. Yes. I love that. Um, And that's real talk. A lot of people will um, shut people out. You know, you get to a certain level and it's like, good luck. But you don't want to give nobody the secret sauce. But the reality is is. you need to give somebody the secret sauce. It shouldn't be a secret because what's yours is yours. I think everyone is um, afraid of blessing someone else with how they got to where they are but the reality is is what's for you is for you yeah, but you know what what it's, it's a lot of people that uh like to feel needed yeah. that is a good point. people don't understand that like a lot of people won't can't give a friend a helping hand they keep giving a friend a, whoa, whoa i need this to pay this oh well here's two thousand here's this here's that here's a thousand instead of saying hey here's a hundred thousand start your own business where that now you can Take that and help other people, you know, and continue to just keep going and growing your business. A lot of people just want to give you just that inch so you can keep needing them. Mm. That's an ego problem for a lot of people. People don't understand that. It's people out there that actually will just give you just enough for you to have to come back and ask again because they like to feel needed. 
And wow. once that's gone, they don't feel valued anymore. That's deep. And yeah, man. That's deep and it's sad because the reality <laughs> is, is that, you know, we all need each other. Absolutely. You know, we all need to put into one another. And, you know, I mean. If I eat, we all eat. Listen. I'm just going to eat more. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> ah, babe, you ain't right. I'm I mean, sorry. what you what you talking Absolutely. about? We eating together. We sharing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. But it's, that's actually, that's like the, uh, what is it? That little slang, if you uh, give a person a fish. He can eat for a day, but if you teach him how to fish, he can eat for a lifetime. Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. so it's the same thing. Yeah, yeah, and I'm sure that happens a lot uh, more than it should. And you know, the reality is, is listen, let's let's give that help, especially in our community. Let's let's bring everybody up, have everybody eating, have everybody happy, absolutely, and being able to accomplish what they are born to do. It's just so many, um, man. There's so many. Put like this. From what I see, I'm I'm proud of this generation and everything else Mm -hmm. because everybody, they have the entrepreneurships and they have the natural hustling ability and everything else. And I respect that. Yeah. They're not just sitting down and just like, okay, well, I'm going to wait for change to happen. Mm -hmm. They're actually going out saying, you know, I'm going to make changes. So I respect that. I love that, too. Yeah. I love that, too. All right, y'all. Well, make sure you are tuned in to Afternoon Tea Radio every Thursday, 12 p.m. Eastern Time. And also make sure you check out the podcast. If you missed the full show, it's going to be up this evening. You can go on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple, all those good things. And um, look for Afternoon Tea Radio uh, podcast. And you can take a listen to all of our previous shows, including this one later on today. So just please follow us at Afternoon Tea Radio Atlanta on IG and Afternoon Tea Radio on Facebook and you can visit AfternoonTeeRadio.com and our personal sites IamMariaJordan.com and KarisJordan.com <laughs> Absolutely and then also guys if you are looking to we have a lot of people submit music to be the Indie Artist of the Week they submit um, to be a guest on the show you can email info at AfternoonTeeRadio.com if you want to submit music you go to um, AfternoonTeeRadio.com and you click there's an actual section for you to submit your music and to be um, um, we will decide if you worthy <laughs> to be on the show <laughs> to be on the show alright y'all well stay blessed thanks for tuning in and it's your girl Maria and your boy guys Jordan yeah peace Thank you for listening to Afternoon Tea Radio with your boy, Karis Jordan. And your favorite host, Maria Jordan. And make sure you tune in every Thursday, 12 p.m. Eastern Time. Yeah. 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 Y